Hey guys, this is Wolf Hoffman from Accept, and you're watching CMS TV. Meta. It is the Macaulay Schenker Group under the MSG banner there from the uh, uh, Perfect Timing release from 1987 with Gimme Your Love. Good stuff there. Love Robin. Yeah, me too. Um, have you ever met Robin? In person? No, but I've interviewed him a dozen times. He's, he's, an, he's, a, he's a friend. I've interviewed him <laughs> many times. Me and Robin, we go way back. I got Robin back together with Michael Schenker group. <laughs> I'm the one who re reestablished that lineup. Actually, you know, I know we're, we're busting trunks balls to, to no end, but Robin McCauley, nicest guy. He yep. is so, so nice. And we had the last time that I um, chatted with him, we had tech techie problems. Yeah, man. This guy could not have been more, more accommodating. Yeah, sure. He was like, I've got other interviews today, but just here's my email address. Hit me up. We'll do it anytime you need, you know, you know, and he was like totally complimentary of this show and, and me and just the nicest guy, man. So I, I, I do anything to help him. He has a new record coming out here, a new solo record sometime. I'm not sure when I know he just released a single, but I'm not, I don't know when the album comes out. Right. I, um, he was he was part of some kind of a Christmas fundraiser thing out in uh, West Chicago, and uh, that's that's when I met that uh, what was her Amy Sugar. Remember? Amy? Oh yeah, <laughs> Amy Sugar. Yeah. yeah, she was kind of a goofy chick. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, <laughs> and she uh, she was involved with Michael Shanker, right? As as his as his girlfriend and. Uh, you know, she, uh, she more or less just kind of reached out to me just out of the blue. Cause she was, you know, pumping her, her solo disc that, uh, featured Michael Shanker on, you yeah, know, the uh, sugar Shanker record. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and, uh, so after that kind of went, went South and, you know, I met Amy in person and that's when I met Robin as well, because she, she was playing on that bill. And, uh, you know, I got to, uh, meet Robin and chit chat with him and stuff in person. As you said, nicest guy, you know, just a very friendly, accommodating and, uh, you know, Amy, nice enough chick, just kind of goofy. Yeah. But a chick bottom yeah. line, a chick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And, yeah. uh, um, so, so I interviewed Michael Shanker. Uh, right. After, after that for, I don't remember which record it was, uh, it was this years ago. But uh, then I asked him, you know, straight out about what's the story with the, you and that, uh, you know, Amy Sugar, you know, what, what was the thing, you know? And he said, oh, you know, he met this girl and she was a guitarist and, you know, she was trying to make it in the business. And, you know, he, she she wanted him to help her out with her, you know, uh, her record. And he said, you know, they they started, you know, dating and stuff. And then I think his actual words was. Then she started exhibiting 
a peculiar behavior. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was the quote. <laughs> and uh, he says, uh, you know, then, then, you know, she basically wanted to, you know, latch onto his coattails more or less. Right. You know? But how much of a weirdo do you have to be if Michael Shanker thinks you're a weirdo? <laughs> and then after that, uh, she kind of went off into oblivion. I, I know that she had gotten some kind of deal where she endorsed some with Daisy guitars. I think it was Daisy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think she, she, you know, got some kind of an endorsement deal with them or something. And then, uh, boy, she just sort of disappeared. Yeah, well, as a lot of them do, <laughs> you know, they're they're here, they're gone, and, you know, pretty quickly a lot of times. So yeah, so yeah, she just kind of came and went. But uh, her biggest claim to fame, obviously, was her uh, a collaboration with Michael Schenker. Right. You know, so that that was just kind of a weird, you know, just a weird happening over over just a short window there. Right. You know, so, uh, but yeah, I remember that. I mean, that was like 2006, I think somewhere around there. Sure. Was when I met Robin at that, uh, that Christmas fundraising thing. Right. <laughs> so, uh, just, just bizarre. But man, you're right about thinking back about how long things have been. It's just like, man, that was, uh, yeah, that's another 20 year thing. <laughs> 14, 15, 16, almost 17 years ago already. That's what I mean. Every single thing now, dude, it's like, it's like, have we just been sitting in our houses for like the last 15 years? Cause every single thing we reference anymore is like, yeah, you know, 18 years ago when yeah. I met blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, no kidding. It's just crazy how the time is just getting away from all of us. And before long, you know, we'll all be gone. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the craziest part about it is. Dude, seeing how many people are just fucking dropping dead, it's like, whew, you know, you got, you bet. If you ain't appreciating every day, you are, you are doing something very wrong because there's just no telling how many are left. True. You know, it, it, I don't know, dude. I, I mean, I don't want to say it's scary, but it's, it really is kind of shocking how many people are just dropping dead. Yeah. 2022 was bad for, for people passing. Yeah. And, and dude, I mean, 2023 didn't start out a whole lot better. I mean, when you see, I, I mean, I know you're not watching football, but did you see that football player? Yeah, I know. And, you know, again, uh, controversy always, you know, all the misinformation, disinformation, you know, right. of course, you know, people went right away. It's like, did it, did he get that uh, COVID shot? Oh. And then, then I watched this whole montage of all these uh, like soccer players and, basketball players and stuff they're just out on the court just doing their thing and then they just fall over yeah you know and and the way that he reacted you know after you know after the hit um the exact same way you know and it's just like well who knows nobody's a medical expert i mean you could sit there and speculate all you want but uh you know immediately it goes disinformation it's like oh, of course. well it's like how do you know the fact checkers were out and about this week. They were absolutely. <laughs> well, then of course says, well, maybe he suffers from this really rare, extremely yeah. rare syndrome that if you just hit him just in the exact right place in his chest, it'll cause your heart to stop. Right. 
all this and like oh so that's plausible but the uh the covid shot is not plausible yeah the unproven the unproven medication no chance that could happen no so. I know it, it's nuts. And I mean, and look, even if, look, even if they had some, this is the bad part about it. Even if they had, you know, it total proof that it was that they'll never admit it. No, of course. That's, that's the whole thing. It's just like, hurry up, put that fire out immediately. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. that's the whole thing. But, uh, uh, yes, I did see that. And yes, I did. I did. You know, it was all over the news, so it was hard not to see it. Yeah because it's everywhere and then uh you know uh, god bless the guy that uh you know the the fact that the people acted as quickly as they did to you know revive him yeah saved him and saved him and get him going and stuff and you know just the fact that uh you know when when you're uh uh, nfl player or a movie star tv star was just just somebody that's involved with a um pastime whether it's sports or movies or tv or or sure. uh, music or whatever uh i guess his i guess they established like a gofundme account and i guess it raised like four million dollars and like it's actually over six million last time i heard yeah but it was like in 24 hours it raised like four million dollars yeah and and, uh, and and again this goes back i talked about this somewhere i might just have been on the phone anymore i don't know when i'm talking if i'm on a camera or not but <laughs> but here's here's the here's the issue that i have with that thing and I, and i don't want to may have an issue i'm glad the dude seems seemingly is okay i heard that he facetimed with his teammates and stuff then that he's okay so that's that's good i mean he's going to have a long road back he's probably never going to play football again but you know whatever hopefully he got a good couple of million out of his rookie contract and he's okay but but and if not he's got all that that money that he raised but you know this is what drives me nuts so from all accounts this 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 guy the this bills player was a good guy you know and he was out trying to raise money for like a toys for kids christmas drive or something yeah just like what i was talking about with yeah with Macaulay or yeah, Robin Macaulay and that, that, uh, Amy sugar. Yeah. And he had a, um, he was having a toy drive trying to raise $2,500 for, for, um, for these kids. And before he got hurt, he couldn't raise $2,500, but because his, but because he got hurt and he was on TV getting hurt, then everybody's willing to fucking donate to these kids. Because they're, because they're what pretend empathetic. I mean, that's, that's just shallow. Yeah, I agree. You know, that, that just bugs me that people glad that they donated a bunch of money and it'll help a bunch of kids and blah, 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 blah. That's all wonderful and, and fantastic and all that. But the false narrative of, well, I saw him on TV, so it's worth me throwing $20 now. Well, that's what I'm, that's kind of, you're making my exact yeah. point. It's just that if you're, in, if you're made, if you're involved with a popular pastime, yeah, uh, people are willing to, you know, throw some shekels at you. Yeah. And how, but how, but how pathetic, you know, how pathetic is that, that before that, when he was trying to do something nice, nobody could give a fuck. Right. You know, the guy had to literally almost die in order for people to say, oh, well, now I care. 
This now man, I care that these kids get a fucking fire truck for Christmas. What a great Christmas story. This man died for your toys. Yes. Oh, let's, let's make the Hallmark movie of the week then, <laughs> which I'm sure they've already got somebody writing the script for. He's like the black Jesus. He died for your toys. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you think that there probably is somebody already writing a script? I'm sure there is. What the, the miracle on the field. Yeah. We'll see it on, on the week of kickoff next year. It'll be poorly acted because it'll just be shitty. Like then there'll be the Buffalo thrills because they can't get the licensing to the bills. Right. (laughs) Brought to you by Lume. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Does your ass stink from playing football? Well, just rub this in your ass crack and you'll be better. Right. Exactly. That's what Damar Hamlin uses. Lume. (laughs) He was dead and his ass still didn't stink. Right. It even covers up the smell of rotting flesh. That's right. It's it covers up the smell of death. Right. <laughs> the stink of death. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, I, I agree with you though. You know, it, it was just it, it's just a me the 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 immediacy and and this is why you know again so many people don't need a voice. No, they don't. They, they don't need a voice. But, but, but it went into all speculation. Now the new one is that I saw today was, are people going to turn away from the NFL? What a violent game that oh, is. Shut it. Uh, and, and I'm going, okay, this kid, you know, suffered a medical emergency on the field. Nobody even knows if it was a result of playing football. Yeah. You know? Now, if you want to talk about people who suffered on the field, talk, talk about, um, uh, Shazier from Pittsburgh. Yeah. I mean, that guy got paralyzed on the field, you know, momentarily and never played football again or, or, um, uh, Jack Tatum and, and what was his name? Daryl Stingley. Daryl Stingley. That guy never walked again. Yeah. That guy, that guy was like vegetableized. Yeah. So, you know, that, those are guys who really suffered some, you know, bad shit on the field from hard hits and things, Mm -hmm. you know, but, but again, it's just like football is a violent sport. And, and I think I saw today that, uh, what was it? The bills or uh, was it the bills or the Bengals or somebody? They, they did a quote unquote, a walkthrough practice because they didn't want to do any hitting. Did you hear, hear that? I didn't, I didn't hear they that. No. Walk through practice. Yeah. It's like, That's... well, dude, I, I mean, look, even them canceling the game. Yeah, I know. Yeah. How, how do you even do that? Boy, if I was, if I was a person that was, that was in, um, you know, like a gambler. Oh, I would be furious, especially <laughs> the way the NFL is fucking pimping gambling these days. Right. Oh my God. Would I be mad if I had, you know, 10 grand on the bills or something and they canceled the game as a no contest. Oh, I would be fucking pissed. Yeah. Well, well, and here's the other thing. Football has been around for how many, how many years has the NFL or professional football? I won't say the NFL, because obviously that didn't get established till the early part of the seventies, but but, uh, you know, the, the AFL, it, all that kind of stuff from back in the fifties, forties, it's probably a hundred at this you know, point, it, isn't it? It was, it got, uh, you know, postponed or during the war. So it was pre-war. 
that they were doing professional sports. Professional football is traced back to 1892. All right. So there you are. As you said, over a hundred years. Yeah. So, so we've had over a hundred and what, uh, 10, 125 years, almost 130 years of football. Yeah. We have one incident like this. That's questionable as to exactly what caused the incident. And now they're talking about, oh, football is a violent sport. It's like, how many thousands of people have played football and we've never had issues? You know what I mean? Ob- obviously the, uh, the, uh, head injuries that have caused guys to, you yeah. know, to commit suicide and things, you know, that's something that are being studied and whatever. But as far as like having real trauma on the field, yeah. uh, how many times has that happened? You can count it on one hand. Yeah. And, and the other thing that they've done now, and again, it goes to the, the current state of the world today. They now, have you noticed how, how little they talk about the stuff that they used to glamorize in the day with football? Like, um, you know, like one of the big, one of the big stories of lore was that, um, Ronnie lot from the 49ers, right? He broke his finger real bad and he cut the tip of his finger off so he could keep playing. Right. Like that's like one of those, one of those, you know, folklore things. Yeah. Folklore type deals. Yeah, sure. They don't talk about that anymore. They don't talk about these guys, you know, head slapping. I remember, remember back in the fifties and sixties when you watched like Ed too tall Joan, or maybe that's the seventies, but when these guys would rush in, the first thing they did was slap the, the guy in the head. Yeah, of course. <laughs> you know, I mean, these guys were all playing with their bell rung, but we don't talk about that anymore. Nope. And anybody that anybody that's had a CTE, um, you know, a brain injury thing, we don't talk about them ever. Like Junior Seau, one of the greatest linebackers in the history of the fucking NFL. Right. You don't hear his name ever. Nope. You you still hear about Lawrence Taylor that's been arrested four hundred fucking times. He's still a goddamn legend. But Junior Seau, barely ever do you hear. Do you ever hear his name? Why? Because they don't want any focus brought on the fact that they made his brain scrambled. Yeah. Or, or Mike Webster. Yeah. Mike Webster. Another one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, he, he, what did he, he died of his brain being scrambled yeah. too, right? Yeah. They, they donated his family, donated his brain to science for, to be studied. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, he died at, I think 52 years old mm-hmm. you know? and he was homeless. That was the yeah. That's thing. that's pretty he, sad. He was living in his truck in like Nashville or some shit. Yeah. Well, you know the NFL, they don't have enough money to take care of their fucking retired players. They only they only make what five billion a year. Exactly. <laughs> Ail and kill caller, you're on the air. Oh, there it goes. Gone. Thanks for calling. <laughs> so yeah, but but I I was so, seeing all these uh, stupid. You know, are, will people start turning away from the NFL? Are they, are, is the NFL done? Is this such a violent game that we're going to have to impose stricter rules and, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's like, holy shit. Yeah. It's like, relax. Like we've been playing, you know, again, professional football, as Chris mentioned there over a hundred and almost 130 years already. No, and and we get this one incident like this, and all of a sudden it's just like, oh, we're gonna have to scrap this game now. Fuck no. this, we're just gonna have to scrap it. It's 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 over. It's just not no good. And if people would just open their eyes just a little bit, they would see never gonna happen. Let's 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 be let's call it the way it is. 
if you've watched any football this year, anybody that's watched it, I know Neely, you probably have not. I have not watched one game. But if you've watched any NFL football this year, you know one thing is true. They have invited gambling into the game now. Every single commercial, every single commercial is FanDuel, FanDuel um, DraftKings, uh, MGM Bets. Uh, I mean, they have, and you know what that does for the NFL. That just puts more and more money. They're not doing it out of the graciousness of their heart. They are absolutely making money from letting these, these betting books be official sponsors of this, that, and the other. And so they're making money. They're making more money with it. I don't think a death on the field would, would stop the NFL. I was surprised that they stopped the game. I'm not going to say that it was a wrong decision. I kind of kind of agree with it. I mean, you know, that they, that they stopped the game. I, I know in, in other situations they might have, but I, I'll go back to WWE when Owen Hart fell out of the rafters and died and they yeah. just kept on going. Right. And um, I mean, still 30 years later, people are hammering Vince McMahon over that decision. So, you know, it would not be very smart to have these players all distraught and then have them going out there and more guys getting hurt, I guess. You know, so I, I guess I'm okay with them canceling the game or at least postponing it. They should have replayed it or played okay. it the next day or some yeah. shit. Picked up where they left off or something. Yeah, something. But, um, you know, the my, my point is, though, is that there's nothing going to stop the NFL. Nothing. But, but, but the, but the way that the little bit that I've read, mm -hmm. just the, just the way that they talk about it in such talk about it in such a horror, you know, it's just yeah. a horror what happened out there. It's yeah. a horror. It's like, well, no, it's not like somebody ran up and took this guy's head off. Yeah. It's not like somebody shot him with a gun. Yeah. You know, it, it's not like it was like a dirty hit. No, that, I mean, look at again. I'm going to go back as recently as uh, Ryan Shazier of of the Steelers playing. Yeah, you know, this guy got paralyzed on the field. Sure, you know, and they carted his ass off and continued with the game. Yeah, I mean, look, dude, look at even just a few years ago. I mean, he didn't die, but the guy was completely fucked for the rest of his career, and still seems like he's fucked up in his brain. Antonio Brown. Yeah. He took that massive fucking hit from oh, Vontez yeah. Burfick. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. In in the with the Bengals. And that guy's been a fucking lunatic mess ever since. You know, he he literally, you know, seemingly lost his mind from that hit. Yeah. And and you know, they still keep him not only do they keep the NFL going, but they keep employing that guy. That guy keeps getting jobs. It's <laughs> goofy. Hail and kill caller. You're on the air. Is that me? That's you. Oh, uh, um, I have a Sebastian story for you guys. If you want to take it, I don't know what you guys are talking about right now. Well, we're talking, we're um, talking football right now. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to mess up your flow with the Sebastian story. <laughs> Call back when we talk about Sebastian and listen to the show, ah, but I don't listen live, man. <laughs> I only listen to this is the first time I've ever had to call in. All right. All right, hail and kill. I'm not listening live. I got a story for you. All right, well, yeah. All right. 
So as you were saying, yeah, well, Antonio Brown. Yeah. So that guy is goofed, goofed up as for sure. Now he's not working now, is he not right now? He's not, but, but I mean, he's kept, he's been a weirdo ever since he got hit and he's had two or three different jobs since. Yeah. And he keeps getting arrested. Yeah. He keeps getting arrested. He's having all kinds of fucking problems. And, and believe me, nobody, I have not heard one person say, you know what? We really need to think about canceling the NFL for a while so that we can figure out how to save this poor man's health. Right. Of course. No one gives a shit. The only reason dude, if this would have had, and and this is, I, I heard this point on like some talk, some talk podcasts, and it's a great point. If this shit would have happened in week five on a non Monday night football game, Nothing would, they would not have canceled the game. No one would have, they might, they might've finished playing the game that, that day Probably. and no one would have ever heard about it. You'd have seen the hit and then you'd have been like, oh, wow, that was something. And then now let's get back to our game. Yeah. That would have been it. But because it was on Monday night football and it was kind of a deciding game for the playoffs and whatever, that's why people watched. Sure. Yeah, it was pretty, it was, I mean, and it was spooky. I ain't going to lie. I saw it. I mean, I didn't see it live. It happened when I was doing, um, Chris Haker presents with Eric, right? But I went back. It, it's funny. I, I got a text. I got to tell you the story. Cause it's, it's, it really fucking annoyed me. So I get a text from Kelly and she's like, are you seeing this fucking shit? And I was like, what? And she's like, turn on your TV. And I, so I turn on, I start watching and you know, they were talking about it. And they had that Ryan Clark, and he played for the Steelers, didn't he? Ryan Clark. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they had him on, and he was visibly upset, you know, because he's a former player. So I, I get that he's he's on there upset. But then you got this fucking ghoul, Scott Van Pelt. Okay. The bald guy with the glasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This fucking guy is a ghoul. <laughs> he just like. He, he didn't know what to do. So he figured he would just keep jabbing the fucking, you know, the nerve that was, that was dangling out there. And he just kept going. He saw that this Ryan Clark guy was, was upset and near tears. And he kept going, well, don't you think you should continue the game? And don't you think that, that this is what should happen? And obviously we care about this guy's health, but what about this and that? I mean, he just kept. He kept poking the bear to keep this guy yelling. Right. And then when that wasn't enough, then he went to the sideline reporters, you know, the, and the sideline reporters were doing their best sad voice. You know, they had the the girl on, uh, I forget what her name is. That's the side that was the sideline reporter. And she's like, yes, Scott, it's a very sad moment here. You know, it's very difficult to be down right. here on the sideline. Sure. I'm like, is it, is it, is it really difficult? You're still getting paid. Shut up. <laughs> You know, but it was just, it was like a ghoulish thing. It was, this was one of them times where ESPN could have done everybody a favor and just said, all right, we're going to go to other programming right now. We're not going to fucking create a bunch of unnecessary grief. Right. You know, the family, this good, this, this Hamlin guy's family, you know, they were, they, some of them probably didn't even know this guy was hurt or injured or, you know, well, that's the whole thing. No, nobody knew to what extent this, you know, his, his yeah. medical emergency was. Yeah. 
but the but these ghouls are making it sound like he's dead on the field. They right. didn't say that, so I'm not I'm not saying that they said that at all. They definitely said, you know, they performed CPR and blah blah blah. But they made such a they were kind of saying it without saying it. They kept like they kept this again, this Van Pelt ghoul. He kept saying, and, 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 I, and I'm gonna keep calling him a ghoul because he's a fucking ghoul. He kept saying things like, and he was using the sad voice too. And he was like, I've never seen anything like it with the players surrounding the surrounding DeMar Hamlin. So nobody could see what was going on. And I was like, have you ever seen an injury in the NFL? You dick <laughs> every injury in the NFL. They surround the player. Sure. And, 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 honestly, I mean, you've watched enough football to know that, right, dude? Absolutely. Every injury where they bring on the cart, they surround the player. The players do. So, and and again, not trying to diminish the the this traumatic injury that this that this guy had, but just stop with the ghoulish banter. Oh, I don't know how I don't know what's going on. It's been 10 minutes and I can still vaguely see some hands moving like they might be giving him CPR. And oh, I, I really don't know what more we can report than that. Let's go to Troy Aikman and Joe Buck in the booth. Guys, what do you see from up above? Right. You know, Scott, we see the same thing you do. No shit. Cause you're all watching from the same fucking camera. You dick. Oh, it fucking made me sick. I I was I was literally angry and yelling at my television. <laughs> Get this you, you were getting that upset, huh? I was, and not because this guy was hurt. I was getting more upset because I had this fucking ghoul on the TV. Right. Just trying to drum it up, just trying to to spin it into more than it was. Not that it wasn't bad. It was. But they didn't need it was kind of like and again, I know somebody's going to take this the wrong way. Don't take it the wrong way. I've got 20 years now. I think I'm allowed to say this. <laughs> it was kind of like the fifth day of 9-11 coverage. Remember the first day or two of 9-11 coverage and none of us could get away from the TV? Yeah, of course. You just couldn't walk away from it. But by like day five or six, you were kind of like, all, all right. right. I got to start getting, I got to move forward here. I got to do something. I got to, I got to work. I got to not be glued to the TV. I can't deal with this much shit in my head, you know? And, and, and that's when these guys started with their, could it have been the government? Could it have been a fake plane? Could it, have, you remember all that shit yeah, that went well, down? And well, well, that's, that was the launch of, main conspiracy. conspiracy theorist yeah yeah pork. yeah but all that stuff was this was like the shortened this was like the uh, cliff notes version of that on right. on monday right it was very much this ghoul just being like i don't know but if you've gone 20 minutes without air to your brain that that could cause brain damage let's go to a doctor that we saw walking into the hospital in cincinnati <laughs> right and they go to some fucking guy that probably was just showing up for his shift. Yeah, had no idea what was going on. Yeah. Didn't know what was up. He's like, okay, you're doctor. So what are you? Well, I'm a podiatrist. Oh, well, you would know, you know, it's like, you know, let's talk about brain injury. Yeah. If, if you don't get enough oxygen to your big toe, will it fall off? Yeah, it was just, <laughs> and I'm not saying that they did that. I'm just saying that they were just grabbing anybody at the fucking hospital. Right. You know, they, 
one guy that I did see them and, and again, made me fucking enraged mad. They interviewed DeMar Hamlin's brother-in-law. I think he was, I think okay. it was his brother-in-law. It wasn't his brother. It was his brother-in-law. All right. Not that that, not that that guy wouldn't have any, you know, real concern for this guy. Sure. You know, he, he obviously would, but the guy said in the first sentence, he said, he said, what have you heard? And the guy says, you know, I really haven't heard any more than you guys have. They're only letting immediate family in. So I wasn't allowed in. Right. So then they interview him anyway, like he had been in the room, you know, pumping on DeMar Hamlin's heart. You know, they literally like, so did he, was he awake? Does, did he seem like he was going to recover? What are you hearing? What did the doctors tell you? And the guy just told you, they didn't tell him shit. <laughs> you know what they told him the waiting rooms over there. Yeah. That's what they fucking told him. Have a seat. Yeah. Fucking ghoul. That fucking glasses wearing douchebag needs to fucking retire. He's yeah. a ghoul. Yeah. He really right. annoyed me. Well, I like the, um, you know, the, the, you know, the, the, some of the coverage that I have read, it's just like, you know, this, this, uh, DeMar Hamlin collapsed on the field after being hit by the chest, causing his heart to stop. Now, is that really what happened? I don't know if that's what happened. Is that what happened? I don't, I, I mean, how do we know that? We don't I know don't, that. I don't know that. I mean, yeah. Did he collapse? Yeah. Is that what caused him to collapse? I don't know. Yeah, we don't. I mean, I watched it a, a few times. I, I honestly will say this is one of those few times that I actually did turn away and I didn't watch it 8,000 times to see <laughs> if I could to see if I could be more knowledgeable than anybody else. But from the times that I watched it, it seemed like every play that you see every fucking year, yeah. every game. Uh, well, all I all I've seen is the NFL needs to make uh, safety a bigger priority. Oh, it's do like, they? Yeah, I mean, but the thing is, again, if, if you saw the hit, it wasn't a vicious hit. It was just a normal, normal it was a tackle tackle that, that you see on every play. There was nothing unusual about it. Nothing vicious about it. Nothing, oh. you know, overly extreme about it. He, he was in a play. There was a tackle and the guy fell over. Yeah. But, but he, you don't know what the medical emergency or what caused it or anything. It's yeah. just, it just happened to happen happen at that moment but we don't yeah. know what happened we're not doctors yeah as much as it could be the coof shot it could equally just be that his heart was in between beats at the time that his chest got hit and hit his heart yeah we don't know well we we don't know but but it isn't a safety thing and now no. now, now it's all about should children play football yeah, Maybe okay parents should rethink that well, let's put everybody in a suit of armor then and play. In fact, let's just build robots to play well, the games. No, no, you have to you have to put uh, uh, styrofoam and bubble wrap everywhere now. Yeah, I say just get robots out there to play. <laughs> that would be better. Just have robots get out there and play. Everything is everything is safety, safety, safety. We're doing this for your safety. Yeah. Meanwhile, there's no safety in anything. You go out in your fucking car, you're more at risk than you are of fucking getting your heart to stop in a football game. Sure. I mean, there's been one guy in a hundred fucking years. One, this guy. How many car accidents were there today? How many deaths were there in car accidents today? Right. And I guarantee you all these fucking people that are calling for the boycott of the NFL drove their car today. Fucking jizz bags. And the main jizz bag is Scott Van Pelt. 
What a fucking ghoul. <laughs> I hate that fucking guy. I really do. Well, I don't like ESPN anyway. Right. I really do not like ESPN anyway. You know, with all their fucking woke horse shit that they, that they just pound. They seem to have done, they seem to do it less now somewhat because I think they lost an ass load of audience, but oh, yeah, they, they've, they've slipped down in the ratings extremely bad. Yeah. Well, and I, I will be the first one to admit I am one of those guys. I used to watch, I used to watch sports center every morning, mm -hmm. like every, that was part of my day was sports center. Like when I would get up in the morning, I turn on sports center, or eating breakfast or whatever. I cannot even remember the last time I watched sports center. The only time I see ESPN at all is on Monday night football. It's the only time I see it. I don't watch that shit anymore. Fuck that. Yeah. You know? So yeah, the, the killer Miller in the chat, um, hit this on the head for sports reporters. This was the equivalent of the assassination attempt on the president. It's absolutely correct. This was a, this was a gold mine for sports reporting, right? Just disgusting. Yeah. <clears throat> well, anyway, I, I know a lot was made of it. I mean, you know, I don't watch news. The, the news that I do get, I read, right. And, and that's it, you know, and, and of course that was the headline for, as you put it for days mm -hmm. you know? and it's just like, yeah, I get it. This kid, this kid collapsed on the field, but none of us know why. Yeah. None of us know why. Yeah. yeah John Phillips in the other chat in the, the chat and kill chats, uh, he makes a good point here. Don't entirely pin it on Van Helt he, on Van Pelt. He's got someone in his ear edging him on. Probably true. I, I, that that's a fair point, but he's still doing it. He's the one on camera that could say, you know what? Fuck this. Let's go to break. You know, he could easily say that. And maybe they replace them. Maybe, maybe they don't, but you know, you know, just enough, enough with the over dramatic ghoulish, hopefully he dies. Cause it makes for a better story type of a, broadcast that it's it felt like he was doing at least it felt like that to me right you know but anyway that was <laughs> that was damar damar hamlin glad yeah. to hear he's better or doing better i don't i'm yeah. sure he's not better but I'm no, he's off the breathing apparatus and you know he's talking and i guess yeah. he did like a facetime thing with his family and things like yeah. that so well, that's good you know so you know he'll he'll probably be okay yeah, getting off the breathing tube is a biggie. Sure. And boy, I could tell you from experience, that shit hurts. Holy smokes, does that hurt when they pull that motherfucker out. Right. Because because it kind of like attaches a little bit to all your insides. Yeah, shit. well, you know, that that's the whole thing uh, with with the this coof that, you know, we were under lockdown for forever. Yeah. Uh, you know, now, of course, in hindsight, they're, they're looking back at, uh, the people who, you know, got innovated with, with the breathing tube and, and a lot of the people who, uh, suffered injury or never recovered or whatever was due to, uh, improper placement of the breathing tube. <laughs> they, they just did it wrong. You know, yeah. they, they weren't, uh, experienced and they did more damage than good by innovating people with this breathing apparatus. No. They, they, uh, you know, because of lack of experience or, or lack of care or, or whatever you want to call it. A lot of people, uh, from what they're discovering now, 
probably suffered and died due to improperly placed breathing apparatus. No, well, I'm certainly glad that I said no when they offered it to me. I said absolutely no. Not because I was worried about them putting it in wrong, though. And it's just like, well, once you go that far, that's it's, it's that's curtain, that's Coitons, my friend. It's Coitons. I ain't gonna lie. I looked at Justin Murr and I looked at um, Bill Shavis and was like, nope. Yep. Those two both got the tube and those two both died. And I was like, I am not going down that path. If I die, it's on my own terms. Right. And, and the other thing is, is it wasn't regulated properly. You know, a lot of people, they didn't, they didn't regulate the, the breathing and all that stuff properly. Well, I didn't know anything about all that. I was half delirious myself, but (laughs) a lot of people didn't know it at that time either, but now that chance to look back now, now, now Mm -hmm. that talking about so it's, yeah. you know i just i just know when they came into me and the the doctor gave me the i think we're gonna have to put the breathing tube in because we can't get your we can't get your your oxygen numbers to a certain level right and i was like nope not gonna happen and she's like no no you you have to and i was like nope and we're not doing that no tell me where to sign that i'm turning <laughs> that down because i ain't doing that I told her absolutely no. I'm not doing that, Pally. I, I was not doing that. There was no way. And again, I'm I'm being as honest as I can be here. The reason why was Bill Shavis and Justin Murr. Yeah, I get it. You know, those two put the tube in. Those two died right at the same time. I wasn't going down the same path. I was going to die on my own terms, not on theirs. I get no, it. Thank you. I get it. But anyway, so that's that. Sure. All right. Well, uh, since, since we're kind of like talking about celebrities and news and shit like that, okay. uh, let's see here. This might be something. Um, I, I know nothing about, about these guys here, but, uh, okay. are you familiar? You're obviously familiar with, um, give me just a second here. Um, cage the elephant. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I guess the lead singer, uh, his name is, um, what's his Matt Schultz. Okay. I don't know. I don't know their music real well, but yeah, I, I know you, I know, you know, the name though, right? Yeah. Cause they opened for Metallica. Okay. Uh, the lead singer of Grammy winning rock band cage, the elephant. So they won a Grammy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right was escorted out of a Manhattan precinct with his head down after being arrested for possession of a firearm. Wow. Uh, Matt Schultz, 39, was arrested Thursday night after police found two loaded firearms in his room at the Bowery Hotel in Manhattan's Lower East Side. He has been charged. Well, I guess maybe he's not allowed to have firearms. I don't know. Maybe. Oh. I don't okay. know. Let's find out. He's been charged with felony criminal possession of a firearm. Okay. All right. Um, Schultz, uh, whatever. Let me see here. What's the story with him and why he shouldn't be having a firearm? Hotel employee saw Schultz, who was a guest carrying a handgun into a public restroom on the ground floor on Wednesday night. Officers responded Thursday morning. Knocked on his door, Schultz Hotel. He stepped into the hallway and admitted he had two forty-five caliber guns. <laughs> Jeez! He was right. asked if he still had the weapons, and he told cops he did not know. Oh, what do you mean you don't know? 
Yes, I do. Here, there's one in this pocket and there's one in that pocket, officer. I don't know. Do I? <laughs> yeah. Do you got a metal detector? I can't tell. Right. So here, here's the thing. I, again, now, obviously, he drew some attention to have someone call the police on him. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I read these stories and, and uh, I go, okay, what was he doing with these guns and why did it alarm someone to call the police? Was he waving it around? Was he acting careless with it? It's just like, why were you carrying it out in, in the open where people yeah. start walking around with a pistol? What, what were you doing? Yeah. Well, there, there, there's a piece of the story that's definitely missing here. <laughs> that's it. Why, why did he feel he needed to carry that being said, I carry, but I, I, yeah, I get, but you know, I'm allowed now, but you're allowed. But yeah. he, this is in New York City, though. Yeah, which, uh, yeah, I mean. It's like being in downtown Chicago. I mean, I, I'm allowed to carry here in Indiana, sure. but I can't go across state lines and carry my gun over there. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, that prompted the police to arrest him and bring him to the 9th Precinct's uh, station house. A judge granted a search warrant allowing the police to enter the room where they discovered two loaded guns, a six hour and a Smith and Wesson. Yeah. He did not have a license for the firearms. Okay. So, so he was carrying in a, in a communist state. So they well, had to. Yeah, that's true. And I mean, if you remember, you know, listening back to the old O and a shows, Anthony was always complaining that he can't carry because yeah. of uh, the restrictive gun laws in New York. Sure. You know, mm -hmm. so and that, and that's why they called the cops. Yeah. Well, again, but why was he carrying it out in the open? Why was he walking around brandishing a gun? I yeah. doesn't say that he was pointing it at anybody or doing anything like that, but why, if, if he had a gun and he felt he needed it and I, I think I'd be a little more discreet than just walking around with this handgun. Yeah. Like, Hey guys, Hey. <laughs> Schultz spent the night at the ninth precinct in lower Manhattan on Friday morning. It was taken to the Bellevue hospital because he needed medication. Oh, well, there you go. Bellevue. That's where, oh, the, where the wackos are. Mm -hmm. Then he was then returned to the station house a few hours later. So is he a little acting a little wacky? Sounds like he might have a, might have a condition. It's like, are you off <laughs> your fucking meds? Which might be why he's not allowed to have a gun. <laughs> or just in in New York. Well, in New York anyway, but certainly for it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, is it a felony if you have a gun in New York or is uh, it a misty? A well, without a permit, without a, you know, a, a, a permit on him, I, I guess. But he, apparently uh, it was witnessed that he's out there carrying around a handgun. Yeah. What an idiot. In, in New York of all places, New York City. Uh -huh places and he's not a rapper so it's not a cred thing <laughs> schultz who is from nashville tennessee has no prior criminal history he is a musician songwriter and guitarist for the band which won a grammy for the best rock album in 2016 tell me i'm pretty and in 2019 for social cues oh those are my favorites okay so i don't know either of those songs I don't know shit about Cage the Elephant. Okay. I mean, 
So the only literally the only thing I know about him is that they toured with Metallica. That's okay. it. Okay. All right. I don't know any of their music at all. Uh, I'm gonna pull something up here. Yeah, let's hear let's hear what this fine band sounds like. I'm gonna be honest. You know why I don't know anything about them? Because their name stinks. <laughs> Cage the elephant. Cage the elephant. I'm never gonna listen to that on purpose. Right. Uh, well, looking at the old Spotify here. Yeah. Um. I'll play their biggest song, which is called Cigarette Daydreams. Oh, I love that one. Yeah, I don't know anything about these guys. This sounds like um, z- Zebra with Who's Behind the <laughs> Didn't I just play this in the last yeah, break? I think you might have. <laughs> Did you stand there all alone? Oh, I cannot explain what's going down. I can see you standing next to me. In and out, somewhere else right now. You sigh, look away. This sounds like a ripoff of Jane's Addiction. Yeah. Doesn't sound like Jane's Addiction to you? Sounds like one of the singers from Oasis got hit in the head with a bat. <laughs> Scott Nelson, hold on. Scott Nelson in the in the chat is saying no rest for the wicked or ain't no rest for the wicked is their hit. Well, this one's got more plays on Spotify than than that one. That's the second oh. highest played song. Mm. Okay. Well, I don't know that one, do you? No, not at all. I'll play it though. <laughs> Who is he, John Lennon? It's the Black Schmoes. <laughs> it's like instant karma is going to get you or something. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> I was walking down the street when out the corner of my eye, I saw a pretty little thing approaching me. She said, I never seen a man who looks so all alone. Or could you use a little company? This is singing. I sort of know this song. Actually, I've heard it, but, but this is considered singing. Oh yeah. Just, He's, just melodic, uh, talking. That's so, so he says, okay. If you pay the right price, your evening will be nice. And you can go and send me on my way. I said, you're such a sweet young thing. Why you do this to yourself? She looked at me and this is what she said. Oh, there ain't no rest for the wicked. Money don't grow on trees. I got bills to pay. I got mouths to feed. There ain't nothing in this world for free. I know I can't slow down. I can't hold back. Though you know I wish I could. Another ain't no rest for the wicked Until we close our eyes for good Not even 15 minutes later After walking on the street with a soul Yeah, I see why the Grammys get awarded this guy It's fantastic I know, that's actually the first time I heard either one of those songs Both of them That's fantastic, that's the best I've ever heard All right. well, he got arrested in New York for wielding a couple of pistols no he's a real pistol himself i know where he should have aimed that pistol (laughs) jesus all right that's garbage all right so all right so he's walking around with guns Mm. better that than a microphone 
And then they had to take him to Bellevue and get him medicated. <laughs> Calm him down. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Matt Schultz. Well, good luck to you, Matt. I hope you hope you come back. Yeah. Again, if, if he felt he needed, you know, uh, again, as, as assuming he's uh, got all his faculties in place mm-hmm. yeah. and he's in New York City and he, for whatever reason, believed he needed to uh, protect himself, walk, walking around with a gun out in the open, not a good idea. No. People get a little unnerved about that. Kind I'd of say <laughs> the bigger question is, is what the hell was Metallica thinking? I'd can you imagine seeing that in front of a Metallica show? Jesus. That would be wretchedly bad. All right. So there you are. All there, right. There's Matt. Well, Godspeed, sir. Uh, all right. Moving on. All right. Alien Ant Farm. I'm aware of them. Anything, you know, anything about this as far as their music is concerned? Um, what was their hit? Uh, I, oh, they, they did the, um, the cover of Michael Jackson, right? I don't know. Smooth criminal. I think. Okay. I think that's their big hit. I'll tell you. So, so their big hit is a cover. Yeah. Their big hit, I think was smooth criminal from Michael Jackson. You're absolutely correct. Yeah. Yeah, they sucked back in the day. I was not a fan. All right. According to the Daily Mail, Alien Ant Farm frontman Dryden Mitchell has been charged with battery after pulling a man, a male fan's hand into his crotch during a concert. Mm, Good idea. (laughs) The incident occurred when the long-running California rock band was performing at the Broward Center for the Performing Arts in Fort Lauderdale, Florida on October 29th of 2022, while Alien Ant Farm was playing its cover of Michael Jackson's Smooth Crown. (laughs) Mitchell inexplicably clutched a fan's outreached hand and placed it on his groin, at which point the fan quickly yanked his hand from the lead singer's grasp. How appropriate is that in a way that while covering a Michael Jackson song, you do something sexually inappropriate. That's kind of funny in a way. Yeah. Well, he was probably mimicking like Michael Jackson grabbing his own crotch, but yeah, instead he, he had his fan grab his crotch. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the fan reportedly filed a report at the Fort Lauderdale police department. What a fucking faggot. It's just like, you know what? You went to the police about this. Yeah. He grabbed my hand and he put his hand on his crotch. That's right. (laughs) The fan reportedly filed a uh, police report at the Fort Lauderdale police department. Two weeks later. Wow. Two weeks later. Later. Hmm. This guy probably went home. I'm not a faggot. I'm not a faggot. I'm not a faggot. (laughs) 
Now my friend said, I'm a fag. Did you see how he grabbed your hand and put it on his crotch, dude? You're a fag. I'm not a fag. Stop saying that. And it just interrupted his sleep and he's upset. And he goes, I'm not gay. I'm not gay. I'm not gay. Fuck it. I'm, I'm going to the police. God damn it. I'm putting <laughs> an end to this right now. Right. <laughs> Two weeks later. Two weeks later. <laughs> I mean, I I won't even say that I understand it if he filed a police report the same night. I can't no. believe somebody would file a police report. Yeah. How old is the guy that filed the police report? Does it say that he's 19? Well, let's find out here. Uh, while Alien Am Farm was playing its cover, blah, 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 he grabbed his hand. Uh, the fan reported uh, the incident two weeks later on December 30th. The Broward State Attorney's Office filed a first-degree misdemeanor charge against Mitchell, Mitchell, who is facing up to one year in jail. He's not getting a year in jail. In there, the report, the police wrote, the fan said he had his fist in the air and was trying to get a picture with Mitchell. He should have been honored. You're trying to get a picture with Mitchell, and the guy said, here, here's a picture for you. No, here, take a picture with that. Right. He advised that Mitchell grabbed his fist while it was in the air and pulled his fist into his private area. (laughs) Well, his genital area against pants. I didn't realize how sexy this story was going to get. Jeez. (laughs) He stated he immediately pulled his hand away at that point. So how, how long did this whole action take? No more than eight minutes. Five seconds. (laughs) (laughs) Five seconds. Yeah, probably this and he grabs his hand pulls it to his crotch and the guy goes dude what are you doing yeah what are you doing wouldn't that take under five seconds stop it dirty dave alien hand job exactly (laughs) sloppy kisses in the chat room he is now a sexual assault survivor oh boy (laughs) oh man wow The fan told police that he decided to report the crime well after the fact because it was not sitting well with him. See, that's exactly what I was just saying. It's like, I'm not gay. I'm not gay. Yeah, probably true. Yep. So he just went into a, he went into a stupid mental struggle with himself. Yeah. And he tortured himself for two weeks. Yeah. It really caused a lot of questioning in his mind. Right. Of course. Well, maybe who knows? I don't It sounds weak as hell to me, but that's just me, I guess. He did not feel this was proper behavior to do in front of all of the concert goers and also stated there were kids in the crowd as well. Oh, shut up. Shut up. Like, that's what you were there to do was to protect the children. Right. Shut it. The fan advised he wanted to report the incident to the police. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Great. Reached by phone, the fan told the Daily Mail he had no idea what prompted Mitchell to do what he did and said he was saving further comment for later time. Okay, well, good. I don't know why he did that. Because he was being a goof on stage. That's why he did it. Yeah. It wasn't premeditated. He just like, dude, you know, he's hey, dude. Yeah. It's not like he took a piss in your face on stage or something. <laughs> I do want to tell my story, but I have to listen to my civil lawyers. Oh, see, in other words, 
I think I can get a little bit of money out of this guy. There so might be something in it for me. Yeah. Although, let's be honest. How much money is Alien Anna Farm they, have they, at have, this they, point? Have, they have one song. Yeah, I, I mean, and it's a cover. Yeah, so they don't even get full publishing for that. And they were not big when they were big. Yeah. Alien Ant Farm. You know, you might want to try sticking your your hand up into Mick Jagger's crotch or something <laughs> next time, dude. Because I don't think the lawsuit for Alien Ant Farm is going to get you much. <laughs> I'll be more than happy to speak later. I do want the story out there because Ooh. of what happened was not right. The story, we got the story. You were standing up front. You had your cell phone out. They were singing smooth criminal. You were, you were fist, fist bumping and, yeah. he, and he grabbed your fist, put it to his crotch. You pulled it away. End of story. How much more is there to it? That January night was cold and dreary, but it was hot and steamy inside <laughs> as alien and farm took the stage. How, how much more to the story is it? Yeah, I, I mean, this is a one-chapter story at most. No, it's not even a paragraph. Yeah, it's 500 words in an essay. It's not even 500 words in an essay. I was in front. I was cheering for the guy. He grabbed my hand. He put it on his dick, and I pulled away. Because I'm not gay. Yes. I am not gay. Don't say that about me. <laughs> Guys, don't say that about yeah. me. Uh, this isn't the first time a member of Alien Ant Farm has been accused of ass assaulting a fan. Oh, please. In 2016, guitarist Terry Corso assaulted a fan at a show in the United Kingdom after the fan threw liquid at him. Well, it sounds like the uh, fan assaulted him first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess. The musician assumed it was urine because he had been doused with urine at shows just two days earlier. He felt angry at that, so he confronted the fan and ended up hitting him. Boy, this sounds like a this sounds like a show I need to go and see. Right. Alien Amp Farm. Between getting getting hand jobs on stage and people throwing <laughs> piss, this sounds like a wonderful show to catch. He regrets his actions and said he should have never jumped off the stage. Yeah, probably not. Well, if, if Alien Ant Farm gets canceled, will anybody know? Uh, I don't think so. That's the real question. Would anybody know if they're just like not booked anymore? <laughs> so I cannot. I, I mean, before today, I'll bet you it's been 10 years since I've heard that name. And Alien Ant Farm. And here's somebody who agrees with you in the comments. Well, they were playing a Michael Jackson song. Seems appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure? Oh, it says Chris Aiken. I see. No, it doesn't. <laughs> I didn't even know this. I, I honestly didn't even know Alien Ant Farm was still a band. And the following comment also written by Chris Aiken. Nobody gives a fuck about this idiot band. <laughs> there you go. The real crime is going to an Alien Ant Farm concert. <laughs> what do you think a ticket costs for an Alien Ant Farm show? Oh, 10 bucks. You think it's more 10 bucks? I don't know. I, I cannot even fathom. What, what, what would you pay to see alien ant farm? <laughs> Not the money shot he was hoping for. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see. It might be <laughs> shit. If he's open, if he's open for 25 K, he might get that. Oh man.
Just so stupid. <laughs> so stupid. Yeah, I know. That's a bad one. Uh, I hate All right. <laughs> I went to the police because I've been tortured for two weeks about this whole thing. He grabbed my fist and he put it in his crotch. I can't wait for six months from now when this guy shows up in your life coaching <laughs> seminar. Hello, Mr. Hello, Dr. Neely. Yeah. Oh, I just, I've, I've been, I've been tortured for the last six months. The guy from alien ant farm put my, put my hand on his dick. Right. Can you help me? <laughs> help me, help me recover from that. Dr. Neely. But to go to the police. I, yeah. I mean, come on. It happened. So what? No one, no one knows except for your buddies that were with you that are going to fuck with you a little bit. Well, that's, that's probably what it is. I know. That's what I'm saying. He tortured himself for two weeks over this thing. Yeah. That's just dumb. I'm going to put an end to this immediately. I'm going to make him pay and pay yeah. and pay. Yeah. <clears throat> probably scared his friends out of calling him a, a homo or whatever. Right. <laughs> oh, all right. I say we take a break. What do you think? I'm in. All right. What would you like to hear? How's about um, alien ant farm? No, <laughs> absolutely. I'd rather hear the Michael Jackson version. Than them. <laughs> they suck. How about um, about a sabotage? I've really been on a sabotage kick. How about the song Hounds from Gutter Ballet? All right. Let loose the hounds. That's right. Let loose the hounds. All right, well, we'll play a few tunes, and we'll come back, and we'll talk uh, in the uh, sponsored segment of the show. We will talk about the new, uh, the release of the new Clerks 3 movie. All right. And we'll talk about our takeaways from that. So okay. uh, if you're interested in Clerks, you might be interested in our chit-chat. Yes, see. All right, well, here's uh, Sabotage with Hounds exclusively here. On your classic metal show. Thanks for checking out this episode of The Classic Metal Show. Get all of our episodes uncensored at www.theclassicmetalshow.com. Join us weekly from 9 p.m. till 3 a.m. Eastern at www.cmsradio.net. Participate in the live chat room at www.chatandkill.com. Once again, thank you for checking out the Classic Metal Show with Neely and Chris. Hail and kill. Fuck you, pal. And hand 